Welcome to Breaking It Down, a podcast where I help business owners, executives, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and leaders on how to break through their business and careers. I'm your host, Michelle Falcon, entrepreneur, author, keynote speaker, and businessinsider.com featured entrepreneur. Let's get started. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Breaking It Down. I am your host, Michelle Falcon. Today, I am practicing social distancing from Prince Edward County, which is just a couple hours outside of downtown Toronto. I'm very much looking forward to this episode because I am going to welcome Sarah, somebody who I've known for several months now. Um, she had reached out to me via LinkedIn, I believe, and we started talking all things company culture, employee engagement, and HR. Uh, if we have not connected yet on LinkedIn, head over to LinkedIn and search my first and last name. Let's connect there. Sarah, thank you so much uh, for coming on my random question that I have for you because I ask a random question to every single guest. If you were to have a last meal, what would it be? That's a very good question. And thanks, uh, Michelle, for having me. Last meal. Hmm. I think I'd go with a classic two things. It would either be like a spaghetti bolognese or a nice steak dinner uh, with fries. What type of steak? Do you have a particular cut? Not, I'd be open to, that's a good question. Um, I'd be open to it, but in terms of how I'd like it done, it might be a bit cringeworthy, but uh, I'd say medium well. Okay. Okay. There's no judging here, but um, <laughs> as, as long as you don't eat it with ketchup, I've seen people eat steak with ketchup and I found that very, very bizarre, but uh, nevertheless, uh, Sarah, thank you again for, for coming on. What type of questions do you have for me to kick off this episode? What I have in mind is talking more about leadership. I know uh, you're a big proponent on company culture, but um, if you could take me back throughout your career and, and tell me who one of the most respective role models you've had and what lessons you've received from that person and whether or not you've applied the same strategy or similar strategies in your own career. Yeah, I... Uh, we'll answer that question with a not so familiar person and a maybe more familiar name. The first leadership lessons that I learned in the workplace, let's say, um, that really resonated with me was from a gentleman named Patrick Lewis. Uh, he was the um, director of the call center that I worked for at 1 800 Got Junk. And the biggest lesson that I learned from him is about uh, leading through the decisions that you make. And it's either you go left or you go right when you have a decision to make that is going to impact your team. And you do your very best with all the information that you have to determine which direction you're going in. And then you remain confident in the direction that you've, head, uh, that you've headed toward even if 
there is turbulence along the way, even if you're like, if there's self-doubt. So that would be the first lesson that I can, I could really attribute to one individual prior to that. Yeah. I'm certain that I indirectly or subconsciously rather learn some leadership lessons, even dating back to when I played hockey, when I was a, a you know, a child. Uh, but the first workplace lessons came from Patrick Lewis. So that's my maybe not so familiar name. And that's no disrespect to Patrick, somebody that I speak to today and still learn from. The familiar name would probably be Bob Iger. And this mm-hmm. is more recent, the CEO of Disney. Uh, I recently read his book, uh, Ride of a Lifetime, and I've listened to every podcast that he has now been on. And it, it seems like he's made himself more accessible to the media because of promoting the book. But I'm in absolute awe of how he carries himself. Now, there's leadership to be learned from decision makings and, and, and things that leaders do. But also, like, how do you carry yourself as a leader? Um, And I'm really studying that now. I've learned that a lot of leaders are extraordinarily well-spoken, whether it's um, a more youthful leader or a seasoned leader, male or female. uh, More often than not, they are very well-spoken. How they behave during uh, chaotic times uh, there's always i've was once introduced to i guess it's a, a duck analogy um when you are you got to remain above water you're calm and collected below water where people cannot see you are flapping your feet like crazy to keep to to motor forward um so those would be the two kind of lessons that I've learned and and I'm continuing to learn. And I do believe that leadership is a part of company culture. It's a massive piece to it. I don't know a great company culture that isn't led by somebody that is admired, uh, perhaps even experienced as well, and many other good things. Uh, But it also doesn't come down just to one person. It's a collection of leaders. That's great. Um, just to add to that, what would you say from your past uh, experience would be one of your greatest successes and again, one of your greatest failures that you've, you've looked at and can learn and use that to move forward? I would say the successes uh, would be moving from Vancouver to Toronto to start a hospitality company, an industry that I had no prior experience in other than uh, being a server like in in my late teens, early 20s. Um, It was a lot of hard work. I, I jokingly say it probably took five years off my professional life because it was very demanding. Um, there was a lot of individuals that said, why would you want to get into this industry? You know, have you read the statistics about success rates? Uh, so that would probably be the success part. Um, the failure. Um, not many people know this, but in my later 20s, I, while I was doing consulting, 
uh, mid mid twenties. Uh, I was doing consulting, but I was also working with two individuals to create software for the real estate company or real estate industry so that realtors mm-hmm. could gather feedback. And it, it didn't do well. We wasted a whole bunch of time. Didn't spend a whole lot of money because we kind of just built it ourselves, but time. So what that taught me was you really need to focus on what you are building before you can start doing multiple things. Now, I recognize that now I do multiple things, right? I, I still do some advisory. I have an online course. I keynote speak, the hospitality and so forth. But if you look back at my career timeline, I've always been focusing on one thing at a time. The moment that I tried to take on something else, like the, uh, the real estate software, is when I started failing. So for anybody listening uh, and who wants to know my opinion in terms of turning a failure into a success or if they're wanting to really give themselves to something is you have to do that. You have to give yourself to that thing. Um, you know, if I use a sports analogy, what are there like three professional athletes that have uh, played two professional sports in the same year, like Bo Jackson uh, you know, Michael Jordan tried to do it as well, but um, it's just really focusing. So that failure turned into a great lesson for me. And um, yeah, that's how I would answer that question. Oh, great. Well, every day when you get out of bed, do you have like a mantra or a reminder or a saying that you tell yourself to set your day up for success and for you to achieve your ambitions? Or are you kind of a more I wake up, go with the flow, whatever happens, I'm going to tackle it head on. How do you approach? And what is your morning routine? Yeah, I will tell you my experience in having routines. Um, I've tried many of them. I had like a seven step morning routine. Um, But then I abandoned it because I started to feel anxiety. Because I was like, oh, what do I have to do again? I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. Right, right, right. And if I didn't get one of them done, I'm like, oh, no, I'm already failing the day. So, yes, I do have kind of a routine, but it's not cemented, right? It's it's just, you know, have a glass of water, uh, head into my office. One thing that I do in my office is there's a small whiteboard in my home office. that have my yearly goals and I actually recite them out loud, not like yelling, but like quietly Mm -hmm. to myself, but I literally say these words out loud and I, it's just a law of attraction type thing. I think that if you just think things um, and are constantly reminded about how important they are to you, I, I do believe that increases the likelihood that you will achieve it because you almost become obsessed over it. Uh, that's one thing. I've started actually doing these breathing exercises that my friend uh, Saw taught me how to do. And it's uh, based off of uh, Chinese medicine. And I don't have a saying that I say to myself every day. However, I'm actually going to walk that back and I'll tell you why. I, I have two things that I will repeat to myself Maybe it's not a daily thing, but it's very, very often. But um, 
the first thing is why not me? If something has been done before, why can't I do it? Now, within everything within reason, am I going to go win an NBA championship and be the star point guard? Probably not. But could I go build a career and earn X? Could I build a business and it does Y? I think so, because those are within my natural capabilities. So that's one thing I always tell myself, why not me? And then the other one is something that my grandmother would tell my mom, and my mom would always tell me as a child. And uh, it's actually in Spanish, but I'll translate it. So it's, no hay mal si bien venga, which means there is no bad if good comes from it. So those two things are very tattoo worthy for me, but I don't have tattoos and I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, tattoo that on my body, but that's my mm-hmm. expression of saying, that's my expression of like, Hey, I really like those two things. So I just actually, uh, a week ago, I went on Etsy and purchased a bracelet with those two sayings subtly engraved um, into this bracelet. Um, so that's the next best thing other than getting it tattooed on my body, which my, Traditional South American parents would would not like it all, but those are that's those are two things uh, very simple to understand, um, and that's kind of my morning routine. Um, I have read a lot of people's morning routines. I've read, you know, the most successful people wake up at four a.m. But and I've tried all those things. But what I've learned, and I'll continue to try other things that are recommended to me because I'm, I'm just curious like that, I suppose. But one thing that I would recommend is that if you try something that apparently is, uh, rev- or is um, a best practice that is used by people that you admire and it doesn't work for you, that's okay because you are you and I am me. So you got to kind of find your own lane, take bits and pieces from what people uh, recommend to you and see what works for you. Like Mm -hmm. I tried the 4am thing and there was some good from it, but then there was other thing. I was like, I'm not sleeping eight hours. I prefer eight hours because I perform my best after while I'm sleeping. So um, yeah, that's, that's how I would answer those questions, Sarah. Okay, great. So Sarah, I wanted to ask you, um, what do you want listeners uh, to, to do? do is there uh, your call, what's your call to action? Do you want them to follow you on LinkedIn? How can they support you? Yeah, no, most definitely. So I am an HR professional I'm developing my my brand and my career. So if people are interested to connect in with me and uh, uh, solicit any advice I can give them, uh, LinkedIn would be best. Um, I can be reached at Sarah, S-A-R-A, no H, um, small a, S-M-O-L-E-J. And I know that since we're in the midst and hopefully the tail end of, of quarantine, I've actually partnered up with a couple of friends who are 
providing a service to those people in need. Um, and what we do is uh, prepare and, and send care packages to those people who might be compromised, might be a bit elderly, um, or who just don't have the funds to um, ensure that they have enough food and toys and, and other household items uh, during this time. So uh, if you're interested, feel free to go to unicorncare.ca. Um, we have a full website. Branding is just now rolling out. But um, if you want to donate, uh, you're more than welcome to donate financially or even donate yourself as a volunteer for a few hours and, and give back to the community. Sarah, that is amazing. We're going to make it uh, very easy for everybody in the show notes below. We'll link up your LinkedIn and we'll link up uh, the charity uh, so that people can simply just click and I will donate today. So Sarah, thank you so much for coming on and everybody. Thank you very much for listening. You can find me on LinkedIn at Michelle Falcon. So let's connect there and I will see you all next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If your company is interested in inviting me to keynote speak at a company event, be sure to visit my website, michellefalcon.com. If you have any questions on what you heard on this episode, email me directly at michelle at michellefalcon.com. I'll see you on the next episode.